This episode was edited thanks to the Patreon support of Mikey Dread FTV and Ferdy Evers. Thanks a lot for supporting the show and allowing me to actually do a good job of editing this podcast. Is there an option on Patreon so people can donate so they don't swear or so that they keep the episodes to an hour? If not, okay, fine, whatever. Enjoy the show. Telemetry recovered. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't help it, could you? (laughs) One more for luck, Jack. (laughs) You got that on a soundboard. Yeah. Snake, press the action button to get down that ladder. (laughs) Uh, Hello, you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And uh, tonight we are joined by the legend, Solid Snake, FPV. I should change my name to that. The legend. Um, I'd just like to point out that he did say that, Tony, you looked cute as Mei Ling. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I might style my hair like that when I grow it. <laughs> uh, we're joined by NJ. Hello. The editor. Hello. They can't hear you. Yeah, I know. My queen. <laughs> um, and, of course, everyone's lovable, Andy RC. Hello. I was trying to make him wear sunglasses so he could oh, be like... Yeah. I can do that. Two seconds. Uh, and you know what to ask him. There we go. <laughs> Come on, you know the question. Me? No. Andy RC, oh. do you like my sunglasses, Snake? God damn you. That's what I was but I I don't think I get the joke. What's what's the what's the joke? <laughs> Explain the joke. <laughs> it's oh. always better. There is always funny when you have to explain. <laughs> it's just dialogue from the game, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, quite, quite a long time ago. That well, yeah, PlayStation One. My uh, sunglasses snake. Hang on, I will play the play clip. Something. Go on, yeah, then. I'm gonna play. I'm looking for the clip. I don't know whether I'll find the clip. Snake, did you like my sunglasses? Snake. Yeah. Did you like my sunglasses? There you go. <laughs> I, well I, I messed up the entire bit. I just thought you wanted me to look cool. <laughs> I, I, I prefer Andy RC in sunglasses when I first met him. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that was because it was sunny. You know, I was burnt to a crisp. Don't um, take much though, Andy, does it? No, uh, just just the the lights from the room. Yeah, you have to have fifty watt in your house, not hundred. Even yeah. those energy-saving ones, I'm like, I have to cream up, you know. <laughs> Not the first time we said that. No. <laughs> so, right, hey, come on. Get on hey, hey, Snake, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm still waking up. I'm only halfway through my coffee, so... Oh, I'm mate, I feel so bad. Do you want us to just talk amongst ourselves till you kind of perk <laughs> up right. a bit? Just, just, just prod me with questions. And I'll probably respond in some way. Oh man, it's good to see that you've got some like knickknacks in your house now. It's not looking so bare. <laughs> it's getting there. Yeah, it's getting there. I'm charging some batteries. I've actually got some batteries to charge now. So 
it's good. Yeah. So it's good. Ed, I can't complain. I got I got plenty of stuff now. It's all good. So for anyone who don't know, poor Snake was a victim of a TV fire. Is that right? Oh, well, a, a full-blown house fire would probably be a more accurate description, but it was caused by a faulty TV, yeah. Not a LiFo battery? No, surprisingly enough. Yeah. You would think it would be a LiFo. I assumed it was a LiFo, and then the, the, the fire brigade were like, well, this is where the fire started. I'm like, there's no LiFos there. <laughs> they were nowhere near it. Wow. I'm like, the only thing that was there was like a 10-year-old no-name Chinese um, LCD TV that a friend had given me. It was in standby mode. It wasn't even switched on. So and, I take and, it. I take it there were lipos in the house. Oh yeah, there was like about hundred and there would have been about hundred and twenty lipos. Jesus. Wow. In, so once in, those went up with, after the fire had started, that's probably not helped. I would guess. They were about twenty meters away. Well, uh, maybe ten meters away from where the where the TV was in a metal cabinet. They were in like you know those um, like normally. So the, the the annoying thing about the whole situation was that I'd only recently moved into that house, and normally I would have my stuff spread out in different places, like my camera equipment, my wipers would be stored somewhere else. Um, but you know everything was kind of just in one place. And uh, they were in these, like, you, you typical mechanics tool chests, you know, those, like, mm -hmm. four standing roller, door, roller um, drawer style things. All my lipos were in there, and that thing melted. So that's wow. how hot that got. Wow. It was just, like, this half-melted blob of steel on the ground when we went back into the house later on. Wow, Even actually, it was during the fire. One of the fire brigade came out to me and he asked me what was in that room because he said that's much hotter in there than a typical house fire. That would have had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, apparently, how's, how's... also my um, cameras. So, like, I've got a couple new ones now, but these, like, the pro SLR oh, wow. cameras, the, mag the bodies are made out of magnesium and. Apparently, magnesium, but when it when it combusts, it burns at like three over three thousand degrees. So they would have made the fire worse. And I've got to ask, how's your relationship with the uh, the the friend that gave you the TV? Did you get in contact with him at all afterwards? That's not his fault. It's funny. He actually. So his job is he does TV install like AV installations, and right. he frequently has to dispose of the old TV when somebody upgrades and that's what this tv was he just said he's like oh, i've got this tv like it works perfectly fine the customer just bought a newer fancier one and uh, i was like cool i'll just use it as a as a tv monitor as a computer monitor so that's why i had it because i when i've told this story to people they all like so i was going oh i've got a tv and it's like probably if you've got a tv from a brand that you've heard of you're probably fine but if you've got one of these like mm. you know bang good special tvs then uh maybe not fine <laughs> it's uh it's funny isn't it because we all sit here in this hobby absolutely worried about our lipos i mean tony keeps his in in a, a box outside yet we forget that there are so many electronics in the house that are far more dangerous i was actually well, sat here i was actually sat here in this room once 
and I could smell a f- I could smell fire, and I instantly thought lipos, you know, because I got I got some here. And, and then what he realised he was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> but what it was is um, a USB cable that was plugged into the USB port on my computer had shorted and caught fire, and it started burning the carpet. You know, so maybe lipos aren't the thing we should worry about. No, whatever. It's your arson gene because you're northern. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think, like, because my brother's an electrician, and he, when I told him what happened, he's like, that seems really unlikely, because Mm. there's so many safety switches and everything like this, but he's like, I guess if the internal, you know, AC converter in the TV just completely shut itself, and the TV was sitting on a plastic table, so it really wouldn't have taken a whole lot to get that to start burning, like a couple of sparks, probably. And then once that went up, because no one was home, I was out walking my dog at the time. <clears throat> Walked back to the house like 10 minutes later and the whole thing was on fire. So. At least you were out Great. and with your dog and out. Yeah. Well, yeah, my partner was at work. So that was a good phone call. I called her up. I'm like, uh, you might want to come home. House is on fire. <laughs> Probably won't be here by the time you get back. Oh, God. So um, yeah. the community helped out a lot, didn't they? I hear, I remember seeing posts and unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of my local friends, the BMS web guys, um, put up a video, and Steel put up a video, and we'd started a GoFundMe, and yeah, got quite a lot out of that. Um, and just a hospital. lot of local. So Sorry. I missed that. I, I was in hospital, in so hospital. I missed that. But yeah, but I I have given you twenty dollars towards. I did notice Metal that. Gear. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saving no. it up so that I can buy new Metal Gear, but uh, they're quite hard <laughs> to get hold of in Australia now. No, I can. I, there is one here. I can send you if you want. No, no, no. But God bless I, I um, Paul, man. <laughs> We often get Paul and Thomas in the chat, actually. We do. Usually yeah. on a weekly basis. Yeah, I, I spoke to him a few hours ago. I think he's. Uh, uh, I think he's planning uh, to pop in at some point. Awesome. Oh really? Oh yeah, he's all. He's always up really early in the morning, actually. On godly. Oh, he's online right now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I should. I can. I can send him a link. If you want. Yeah. So, what was the first first thing you got? Because obviously, this must have forced a fair break on you in terms of you know flying, and obviously there were things of a far higher priority for you to get back in order. Well, so, what, what, what point did you actually get? Oh, oh gone. What were you going to say? <laughs> did it come higher? Say that as far as like putting a hold on everything else, <laughs> I so for the last like seven or eight years. I had been running my own photography business and quite, and maybe like a year and a bit ago, I started to feel like I wanted to do something else, but it was always going to be a slow process to wind that down and then figure out what else I was going to do with my career. So I had this kind of interim job, which was just, it was taking photos of cars, but it was basically just factory work. It was rubbish and I hated it. And I wanted to get out of doing that. And um, Trappy, offered me a job working for Team Black Sheep. And I had literally started that three days before the fire happened. (laughs) And a large portion of what I was doing for them 
revolved in one way or another around all of the equipment that I had, you know, like my ability to build and test equipment, um, my computer and everything so that I can like make videos or I can do Skype calls and communicate with people and all this sort of stuff. So that has probably been like, it's been interesting looking back on looking back on it now, because on the one hand, it was really fortunate that I'd just started that job because they were really good with giving me time to like, you know, do what I needed to do. Like basically go and find, you know, like the next day we had like the only possessions that I still had, like the following day after the fire was my, my mobile phone and the clothes that I was wearing when I was out walking my dog. That was literally it. Wow. So, like, I didn't have any toiletries. I didn't have any clothes. I didn't have any food. We didn't have anything like that. So, even, like, the following week was literally just spending time going around, going, like, buying some cheap clothes. And, and you know, that seems like a fairly trivial thing. But if you had a full-time job that you had to go to every single day, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So, for the first couple of weeks, having the freedom to go and get that kind of stuff done was really helpful. But then after maybe a month or so um you know the the sort of the stress of like because a lot of the tasks that i was doing for them were were completely new to me um you know it was like learning a lot of new processes and you know what it's typically like when you're starting a new job so going through all of that as well as like dealing with i guess the fallout of everything um just became increasingly stressful over the next like two months so I remember having people say to me like a couple of weeks after the fire, they're like, oh, you don't seem that bad, like considering what happened. And I'm like, I think that like it was a really slow thing to sink in. Like I like borderline had a complete breakdown towards the end of December because I just like the built up stress of all the things that were going on would just like got ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's, and that sounds, probably that sounds terrible. Probably only like two to three weeks ago was when I started to feel like I was starting to get back on top of, you know, feeling like I was on top of things and was able to like manage all the stuff that I was trying to do effectively. And yeah, so, mm. um, I mean, I yeah. try, I don't, I don't like to complain too much because like, yeah, it was a thing to happen, but at the same time, the amount of support that I've gotten from lots of different places has been so overwhelming that like i feel like a bit of a dick by just still like going oh yeah you know hey you like give me a break like fucking lost all my stuff but unfortunately it does like it's you'd, you'd be amazed how like the all the little things that you take for granted that you would normally have that you've built up over you know 10 or 15 years or whatever um yeah just takes a while to to sort all that stuff out but still just thankful that we don't have to like you know nobody got hurt or anything like that so yeah that's the best bit yeah. if there is the best bit that yeah. it took you a lifetime to build that do you know what i mean like build yeah. that life mm -hmm. and it you know you burn it down in record time <laughs> oh like, 10 minutes flat everything in that entire room yeah talk, yeah talk us through um the, the gear you're currently flying now because you've you've been using kiss for quite a long time haven't you and you've, you've just moved over to all the 32 bit stuff yeah um so i well the start of that happening for me was um 
you know, a couple of months after I started flying, I was at the time flying like the Simon K ESCs, um, like the Afri ESCs or whatever it was. They were like the fastest responding and all this sort of stuff at the time. And then, and then mm-hmm. one of my mates mentioned the Kiss ESCs um, that he'd heard about. This was like back when the 18 amps were were the thing. Um, but they were like unbelievably hard to get hold of in Australia. Yeah. Like I once ordered a set from the US and I paid ninety dollars US postage, just postage. Oh like twelve ES for twelve ESCs that are like the size of my fingernail. It's just stupid. But they were de- um, they, they were one shot compatible though. One shot one twenty five, yeah. But yeah. the problem was that particularly at that point in time, like this was before BL Halley or anything like that. The the performance difference between a KISS and a Simon K E S C was just it like it was so massive that by the time I went when I first flew a quad, a quad with KISS ESCs, I was just like, I'm either gonna fly that or I'm not gonna fly because the difference is just too big. Like you can't it's like being blindfolded basically when you're um anyway. when you're trying to go back to oh this guy's here. Hey guys, my um, camera's not working for some reason. I'm not sure what the deal is, but why? Too cool. Yeah, my Your MacBook's picture, had The drawing issues. of you is pretty attractive, so we'll just look at uh, Thanks very much. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast, by the way. It was really cool uh, listening to you guys during breakfast. Are you on right now? Flat Earth theory and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Don't encourage Sorry, me. Paul. Hey, Thomas. I can hear Thomas in the Hello. Background. How you doing, man? He asked how you're doing. He didn't have the headphone on. Oh, I never have the headphone on. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Not good, man. Is there you anything you haven't won? I'm not sure if you're welcome in the US anymore, are you? <laughs> I, I watched the uh, I watched the live stream. I, I thought it was incredible. I thought they, the show was great as well. Like how how it was all sort of compiled together to watch. It was really entertaining. I thought. Okay. Okay. It was, it was, um, I've still got to edit the video that we've got to produce. I, they gave me permission to use some of their footage. So I should be able to put together a reasonable video. It's just a ton of footage to go through. So, um, hopefully I can get that done this week. So, uh, <laughs> cool, I want that. to get that out off my computer. <laughs> that, that's uh, going to be good to watch. Snake's bored of us now. He's like, I'm no, back no, to balancing I'm... batteries. I have many things to get done today, so if I start doing stuff in the background, just ignore me. How, how um, you get? So, how you, do you want? Should I continue on with the, the story about all yes. this stuff? Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the, I I started. I got a set of Kiss 18s, put them on my quad. This is the, what did I build? I built like an exact replica of the quad that Sharpu was flying. So QAV 250 Kiss 18s, Luminear. 2206, no, 2208, 2000 kV motors, put his tune in it and when flew it, and this was like two months into flying, um, and it was like, the most, I still reckon it was one of the better quads that I've ever flown. Like, it just flew amazing, except on the second battery, all of the ESCs burst into flames. <laughs> and so I went home and I was like really disillusioned, started doing a whole lot of research, and the only like consistent answer i could find about why they like caught on fire was most people were just like that's just what they do when they're on 4s and the only solution to the problem was to put them on 3s so i had this i had this choice of 
either switching to 4S and flying crap ESCs or sticking with 3S and flying better ESCs. And so I decided to stick with 3S. And looking back on it now, I think that's one of the best decisions that I've made because I spent like probably six months longer than most other people flying 3S. Everyone else is already on 4S and got to the point where I was lit. Like I, I'd almost fly an entire pack with the stick just jammed on the throttle stop, like all the way forward because you were just like so used to, to the way that the quad flew and, you know, really literally getting to the point of flying the equipment to its limit. Um, and then the KISS 30s came out, so I switched to them and I was able to go to 4S. And I've every now and then gone back to flying like BL Halley stuff. And there's been a couple of ESCs along the way that I thought were like just as good. But then KISS would come out with something new, like when they came out with the 24s. Um, and I've kind of just always stuck with their stuff because I found that maybe because I'm more used to it or or whatever that it's just been easier and more reliable for me to set up so um yeah i've pretty much flown their stuff since day one since like well my the first set of ecs i got for them were the 12 amps which i think were the first ones they made mm -hmm. um, and then right up to recently all of the new equipment and actually i'm doing a video i've got a quad right here which has got uh, I, f I guess pretty much the latest BL Heli stuff on it, like BL Heli 32, you know, D Shot 1200. Because when I did that video recently comparing D Shot 600 to 2400, I had a lot of people asking me if there was a difference compared to 1200. I was like, you can't run 1200. Well, there was, yeah, like the, the Kiss 24s, you could only run D Shot 600, then the 32s, you could run 2400. So I wanted to see, you know, just to try and get a benchmark of uh, like, where the latest BL Heli stuff was in comparison. Yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've, I've really found a pretty significant difference. I, I'm now, my main freestyle quad, I'm on D-Shot 1200, and I've really noticed the difference running. Yeah. I mean, I think you can only take advantage of that if you're if you're running at least 16K on the board, you know, 1632K ideally. But I've, on this setup, I'm running 16K on the board, uh, 16K, 8K, and then d shot 1200 and i, I mean I've, as a reviewer I've, I've tried out and I've, I've had just about every different setup and you know i was kissed for a good year um race flight for a while you know I've, I've been through a lot of the different setups so i'm quite familiar with all the different fields and i think now this is the first time since going to d shot 1200 that i i feel it starting to feel yeah. a little bit more like kiss did for me because Obviously, yeah. Kiss was, the main thing with Kiss was just the incredible prop wash handling. This is the first time I felt like it's it's tight like that again. When you you know you put it in situations where you're dumping it into quite a lot of prop wash, um, so I, I personally definitely noticed the, the the difference going from 600 to 1200. So um, yeah, I'd certainly be interested in in trying the uh, the 2400 as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I don't. It's interesting you say about like what speed you run the. What what uh, flight controller is that on? Is that on an F four or seven? It's an F four, the F four hundred five. I have ordered an F seven to because it, I always like to have the accelerometer running as a bail switch. If ever I lost the camera, I'd always hit hit yeah. level mode and punch the throttle so I could just lift the goggles and see where it is. Yeah, but you can't yeah. you can't run the current F fours unless you overclock them 
um if you overclock them then you can run at 32k and yeah. uh run the accelerometer in fact i'm not sure if you can still do that but yeah the s7s give you the headroom to then i think they advise you i think they actually advise you to turn the accelerometer off just because you have to overclock the f4s in it, it really just to them. just to get 32k yeah. You know, yeah yeah so that's what i want is ideally i want the f7 situation where i can have the accelerometer yeah. on and run 3216 um yeah. that's that's probably the idea so, i know that the kiss v1 fire controller ran at one kilohertz i'm actually not sure what the new one runs at but I'm interested to see because it, it's funny you say like, oh, you have to run, the, you know, a beta flight board on 32 kilohertz for it to make a difference. Um, well, 16 I'm, is where I'm I found very... the difference, but yeah, that's 16 okay. and up. But the, ki the KISS definitely done, doesn't run at 16. No, like, you're absolutely right. It was 1,000. It's either one on. or even the new one, I think, maybe runs at four, maybe. But um, yeah, the difference between setting that like even the same hardware you know in that video that i did um both quads had the new hardware on it i just changed the protocol and then that, that was the only thing i changed so. what is the flight controller run? But i think it's like what steel was saying about the, the the kiss v2 in that it's basically at the bottom of what it can achieve it's basically taken oh yeah what yeah. the v1 did and they've dumped that onto the v2 and then it's not really taken advantage of the fact that it's an f7 and then they're going to work on that yeah yeah so i think it is i think that the current firmware still runs at one kilohertz so what's um my cpu load on my beta flight setup running 3216 is about 35 what percent should you go up to before you start pooing yourself or it's not <laughs> or, it's, or, it, or the flight controller starts for beta flight uh, on the bench without you armed and flying, I, I wouldn't want to see much over 35, maybe 40%. If, you, if you're up in the 50s, I think that's that's probably not good. Um, so you'd want to keep it under there. But, you know, it's interesting, the KISS thing running at such, you know, running a lot lower, but, that you know, this is their secret source. They're, they're doing something very clever, but something mm. we'll, we'll obviously not know because it's uh, uh, proprietary as it is keep, kept under... Uh, Kept under yeah, a veil. Under They're doing something yeah. clever. I've absolutely no doubt about that. They, they do fly wonderfully. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, without giving too much away, basically, we did a. I did a comparison between. Um, I got WebFPV to help with the video because he's a lot more experienced with tuning a beta flight quad. I was like, if I get a beta flight quad and try and tune it and then compare it to Kiss, it's not really a fair comparison because I'm not that good at tuning beta flight. Whereas he's been flying beta flight for like the last six months. So we tuned it together and then put his rates in it and he flew one a quad with KISS V2 and then this one back to back and basically still had the same conclusion that we've had all along with KISS, which is that beta flight is like it's I would say it's as good in terms of smoothness and prop watch and prop wash and all that kind of thing. But it just doesn't. It still just doesn't feel the same. Like there's just a natural feeling to, to kiss that nothing else has. Do you know what? Um, this is something I've got. I've got to stop you and focus in exactly what you said because this is the one problem that I have that I have been trying to work back to. There is an organic flight feel about the way kiss flies, and yeah. the magic in the rates, and there's something around center stick 
yeah. that was just left you feeling super connected as a pilot that is that is the one thing i find very hard to re-emulate and i'm trying every time i mess with my rates i'm trying to get it to yeah. have that there's just something some magic in the connection there I, 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 if that's what you're talking about i i totally yeah, get that's that exactly that's exactly what i'm yeah. talking about and it's like okay i could probably spend more time on the beta flight quad to, to to work on it and try and get it closer but realistically you know i mean for starters i have no motivation to do that because i'm perfectly happy with how my beta flight, uh you know my kiss quads fly um it's purely just out of interest to see whether it is possible to make it feel the same i personally don't think that it is i think you can get it very very close but if you're really really used to the way a kiss quad flies and you go to beta flight it's going to be a compromise in terms of how the quad feels i think that you gain like the the big advantage and of of beta flight i've noticed is that it's way way more forgiving on the way the quad is set up like i and you, you look at you can see on my videos like i'll post a video where i've got my kiss um tune linked in the description or whatever and someone will take the tune and put it on their quad and it just doesn't work and it's like the thing with kiss is it's really unforgiving if there's anything wrong with your quad you'll notice it more than you will with other flight control systems but if the quad is built perfect like I can I can build five quads in a row because I'm so used to exactly how I put them all together. There is absolutely no difference in how they fly, like at all. Um, unless there is something wrong with a piece of equipment on one of the quads, like it's got a bent motor or you know something like that. Um, but it can be even something as simple as like the way you mount your VTX if it's not as secure. And it's got the tiniest, like the, the VTX, which is not even touching the flight controller, has got a slight vibration. That will affect how the quad will fly and how it will feel. So, yeah, I think if you don't have access to like fresh equipment on a regular basis and stuff like that, you, you, you could end up being better off. Well, you're probably going to have a more consistent experience with beta flight. Yeah, I think it's that it's that tuning envelope of beta flight is is pretty large. Yeah, uh, it, and as you say, big, forgiving. Yeah. Whereas if you want to push to the absolute limits with your with your kiss stuff, then as you say, any little loose thing could make the difference between perfect yeah. and slightly out. Yeah, my my yeah. my kiss setup doesn't like flying near Tony for some reason. <laughs> Finds it really really offensive. Too many, too many oscillations. Yeah, I think it doesn't agree with the Earth being flat. But yeah, that's that's a super interesting thing. But that that's my literally my mission is trying to get that kiss feel onto because there's so many other things I absolutely love about the bait flight setup and what I have. But it's just that slight organic yep. feel. And I think it's for me. It feels like it's just something around center stick, something in the stick acceleration that just isn't quite as connected. It's not quite as active on bait flight. Yeah, you know. And I think perhaps it's also something to do with making that. The, you know the super eight curve it needs to be a little bit more linear um yeah in yeah. order to find that and I, i'll tell you something else that might support that was interestingly was looking at steels did you see steels video on velocidrome where he talked about that as a simulator and he had to tweak the beta flight rates to get the simulator to, f to feel like his kiss setup and one thing right. i noticed was that his rc rate which uh you know will flatten out that curve was was up at two which is quite a long way up compared to where most people have it. And that does, in fact, 
you know, if you keep your endpoints the same from your super rate, does yep. start to flatten that out a little bit. So I think yeah. possibly that's something to do with the direction you need to go to get that that feel. But, yeah. 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 So I the the rates thing is interesting because I technically haven't changed my rates at all for about eighteen months. But about six months ago, I changed the way that I achieve those rates, which is to say, like, with KISS, you know how you've got there's the three values, and the first two affect your overall stick, like the overall um, degrees per second. You mm. can increase one or the other, and they both go up. But if you increase the middle one, which I think is just called rate, um, that increases degrees per second i think it introduces like this sort of like progressive tpa sort of thing um and effectively increases expo as well whereas if you just increase rc rate that's just like a completely flat increase in like stick speed so you can you can basically end up with a curve that looks the same and degrees per second that is exactly the same value but do it two different ways and I used to have my rate really high and my RC rate quite low. And now I've switched it. So my RC rate is like 1.7, but then my rate is like 0.6 or something. Yeah, that's, exa so that's exactly what I've done recently. Up, and it feels much better because it's it, it's basically just reducing expos effectively what it's doing. Yeah. But I think it's just making it more consistent across the whole stick value. Um, and I found that, yeah, it's just made it easier. To, it's made it easier to do, like, different speeds of tricks. So, like, I noticed when people, like, the less experienced people gen, generally tend to have a similar total, like, degrees per second to, like, the more experienced guys, but with a lot more expo. And that affects, like directly affects how they fly you can see you can see in someone's flying style because they'll be they'll be flying around smoothly like just cruising around or they'll be doing like max speed flips and rolls and that's mm. it there'll be very little like progressive you know slow rolls and slow flips and stuff because the way that their sticks are set up is really hard to keep it like you know there's this really obvious fall off when you Transition. go to like half stick deflection it just instantly starts flipping um yeah. so and i it's a, gone sorry i was just asking has anyone put the cowman filters on their beta flight yet i i've not experimented with it yet um just because i'm really liking the way the quad's feeling and uh i, I don't want to mess with it <laughs> but I, I think it needs a little more maturing anyway um there's a, a lot of testing and sounds like there's a lot of different strands of that that are being experimented with so i'm, I'm personally going to wait for it to mature a bit we're about to try it, so uh, it's on the to-do list since we've had so many of the uh, races get out there and say it's fantastic. So um, we've had enough people to sort of say it's really good, so we've got to test it and confirm for ourselves if it does make a difference and how good it is. So, But we haven't done that yet. The plan is I tried to do it on one of the boards I've got at the moment, and that was a miserable fail. It just didn't work. So um, as soon as I flashed it, it wasn't, wasn't communicating with Betaflight again, so I've got to see what the deal is with that. We may have to use another flight controller and see how we go.
I had the exact same thing. And just as we were talking earlier, things like turning the accelerator, basically what happens is the the, uh, the processing, the usage goes to, goes to 100 and it won't open the serial port again and you won't be able to connect to it. And the way that you fix it really is just to reflash it and uh, and clear everything off. But it's, yeah, I, I agree with NJ. It's not quite there yet. I've tried it. I got it to work on one board but like josh was saying in his video it's a it's a really early stage he even put his copter was it upside down in case it went full throttle you know we should i don't think until you know we're not having to take those precautions it's probably best not to use it one thing i will say though is um i was chatting to um a developer who says that it will actually benefit on the the on the lower uh kilohertz like so 8k and 16 you can okay. still you can still put it in there, and it should not have the same effect, but it it will have some effect. I put it on my quad on Tuesday and flew it, and it felt amazing. And you straight, broke a quad straight out. That was a week before that. Was that running at thirty two as well, Tony? Yeah, thirty two sixteen, and it was uh, on a revolt board. Okay, okay. That's oh, the other option we've got. Just use a revolt board. We've got a few of those lying around here. So we might try it on that. Uh, the Impulse RC board is an F3, so that's a bit of a bummer with that. So uh, that was a miserable fail. So we'll see exactly what happens with, um, I suppose we try Revolt and see how it goes. I'm, I'm really interested to see, because anyone that, I mean, you'd, you'd experience this too, NJ. I mean, you've got a reasonable following, you know what I mean? You tend to get a lot of feedback from a lot of people. This one, the consensus has been like what Tony said, that it definitely felt better, you know what I mean? Um, I want to get out and try it and actually try it on a track and actually test times and say, is it because some things I know feel better, but don't necessarily translate to improved times on a track. Mm. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So um, I'd like, I'd like to try it out and see exactly um, how it goes and whether it is actually better or not. And then decide what we do about flight controls and all that. But yeah, you're right. The fact that it's experimental at the moment, is real pain in the butt because I can't get bloody going. I wonder if uh, Paul's going to release another tutorial, man. I, I haven't seen one since the uh, D4R2. Damn, <laughs> it's been a while since I've done tutorials, man. They're just so much work. And at the moment, I, I feel like I'm Thomas's full-time employee. You know what I mean? <laughs> except, except he doesn't pay me. I spend money on him, so I'm not sure yeah. exactly how that works. No. <laughs> He's got oh, it mate, yeah. he? That's a pretty raw deal. Yeah, tell me about it. Do, do, do you reckon... Um, do you reckon Kiss managed to keep some of the secret sauce from the original multi-wee days? Do you think that's what happened? Because, like, I remember like flying the, um, you know, original multi-wees, and they felt really nice. And I kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, you had all those, like, different PID, PID controllers and stuff that you could uh, select in the early beta flight days, and I yeah. think something got lost in trans translation. Like. Um. I mean, I don't. I'm not too sure. I, I suspect that part of what makes Kiss the way it is is the fact that they built it. Like, I think that Beta Flight is just um, the code is just too heavy and it's too like burdened with like like Legacy. Just, you know, people just iterating on it like constantly and like not. I don't know. I feel like maybe the fire controls are trying to do too many things that they don't need to be doing. Whereas kiss, because they can control the hardware as well. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm the worst person to, to it's like an speculate. Apple versus sort of PC kind of thing. That's isn't exactly it? what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Known hardware. I mean, you can hate on Apple as much as you like, but if you use their products for their intended purpose, you know, they work better. Like, you know, performance versus like direct. Like, I'm the biggest PC person in the world, but when you use when you use an Apple um, computer exactly how it was designed to be used it just destroys like if it's equal hardware it'll destroy a pc in terms of performance yeah till they start like the thing is i i will admit i i fucking i loved apple and now they are just being complete dicks you know no mag say always being complete dicks oh man no, no they're, they're being like they've gone to a whole new level haven't they yeah they're like the hitler of the pc world now they really are like honestly, That's like come spend money and be tormented. Do you know what I mean? I, I might as well pay Tony to attach jump leads to my nipples. I'd gladly do that without <laughs> payment. Like, what do you mean by RAM soldered to my board? You know, oh man, too it much is... information. <laughs> I think I think the thing with Beta Flight though is that there is just so much resource out there, as in like tutorials. When, when I first started with KISS, there was one tutorial, and that was Chad's video on how to, yeah. on how to flash it and everything. Whereas Beat of Flight, you've got, you know, you've got Josh that dedicates a lot of his time to all this stuff, and I'm sure we all learn on that. So I think maybe perhaps that's what um, like KISS and Race Flight is missing, because maybe just, you know. I think it's a combination, though. It's like the the Kiss and the Kiss ASCs. Like if you run Beta Flight, you can run any million different flight controllers, a million different ESCs. But when you run Kiss on a rubbish ESC, it doesn't feel like Kiss on Kiss. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. They've all got they've all got their strengths and weaknesses. I mean, this by the same token, you know, you've got to applaud Race Flight for the the Wizard, which honestly, you, anyone can get wizards. going in five minutes. You know. Yeah. As I've said before, you know, it's not actually a new concept. Open Pilot, for any of you who were around long enough to remember it back in the day, that was that was that was exactly how you'd set up the old Open Pilot stuff. Unfortunately, once it was set up, it pretty much did nothing in terms of what flight controllers should do. But the wizard yeah. was good. Tony had a, a CC3D, believe it or not. Did I started on that? I know. Yeah, right. I've still got my original one, my proper crowdfunded original. I think it might have been a hand. Hey Thomas, one. why didn't that that those ESCs declare that they were KISS that 32 amp and that they're armed and D shot detected? You traitor. What? <laughs> beta flight quad then. Uh, I do. I do have a beta flight quad. I've got to rebind it back to my Tyrannus, actually. Uh, yeah, it's the the new hopefully this wouldn't shouldn't set a light. Hang on. Ready? God, really imagine weird. It, imagine if it does. How weird is that? That's is that's your motor speaking, yeah. That is, yeah, the yeah, motor speaking for real. Tony's yeah. like, kill it with fire, isn't it? That's speaking, weird. Speaking of um, kill it with fire. Um, how how's ethics going, man? Are you working for those guys now? Yeah, a couple of people in the chat wanted to know that as well. No, I think it's, I think it's frozen. He's frozen. Snake. 
Snake. Snake. Yeah, my my internet's dropping out. Oh, wait, is it is, is it okay now? Yeah. Yeah, that looks. Are you still working for Ethics, or have they called you Judas because you are um, now working for T Motor? Yeah. No, well, you can't argue with that, can you? <laughs> I, I think he's just pulled the plug on his. He, he heard the question. <laughs> oh, no, they're on to me. Or ethics. He's got him with a doozy. <laughs> Mr. Steve, no, I love you, really. Actually, Paul, while, you, while you're here and while Snake's swung out his, his internet, um, one thing I was going to ask both of you guys while, you, while you're here what, what are your favorite batteries at the minute? Especially as we're about to see Joshua do a whole. Now he's got his fancy battery testing rig that he's going to be. Uh, he's going to be testing loads Should of batteries. Should I send him a drone lab? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Just um, what? What would you back right now? What are the ones that have been the most reliable for you? Current draining we, nightmares. Okay. We, we were using Dogcom batteries uh, for quite some time, and they were really good packs. Really happy with them. Um, Thomas won. What was it? The Australian Nationals, the Australian Open. Uh, also won in. Uh, there was this. The um, World just Cup. Say, just say everything. Let's be that, fair though. It was, that, everything. was that down yeah. to the battery though? Really? No. no the, 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 what, what I'm what I'm trying to point out, they were a really good performing <laughs> battery, but we can't actually get those anymore, which really sucks because the Australian distributor is gone. So hence, um, we, I suppose the point I wanted to make is there a battery that we used that was very good. We we're really happy with them. Um, we were previous to that. We were using the, why don't you distribute it yourself? Well, people sort of suggested that, but it's just so much work. I'm not really geared up to actually do that. It's just, I think if I was geared up to sell stuff and distribute and all that, I'd, it'd probably be worthwhile, but at the moment we're just not, but the packs that we're using now are the FMRs. Which are a Gensei uh, um, battery. I think they're probably close to, if not the same spec as the HV packs that they sell, the tattoos. Um, and they've been really good. So Thomas is happy with yeah. those. Um, uh, put them through a ton of cycles. The realization we've got for this year is um, battery life is going to be really reduced, as in, in terms of how long they last, because he's pretty much going to be flying full time this year. So, um, I'm not sure what that's going to mean as far as components and battery usage, but we should get some really good battery data because he's um, flying a ton of packs. And for the first time, he's actually charging packs during training. We've never had to do that before. Wow. I, I noticed everyone running high bolts when I was looking at the on-screen display. Is that sort of a standard now? Uh, everyone in the US does that. Thomas was probably one of the few that didn't high-voltage uh, high charge his packs. He didn't feel that he needed it for that track. His biggest issue... Uh, in the US, I mean, the competition was fantastic. Obviously, he had some really great pilots there. But the, his biggest issue was himself because of uh, jet lag. He was really struggling um, sort of getting over that and just bringing himself back into the game. So what he did over the course of that time, he just slowly worked on, um, I suppose, trying to get over the jet lag and improve. And that's what he progressively did. But um, he felt that was more of an issue than, you know, HV charging because, like he said, he never, he never once hit full throttle. Wow! Right. All the races here have just changing now. They're they're all talking about going six S. Most people, because our rules well, have just changed for racing. Everyone's well. What's your your view 6S. on that? I mean, I I I know Multi GP did the same thing too. And I spoke to Chris Thomas, and I didn't like the fact that they jumped up and went 
straight to uh, straight up to whatever you want to use. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the reason I didn't like that was from our perspective, it's not such a big deal now for the situation that we're in because Thomas has got sponsors for anything he wants. So it's not an issue. You know what I mean? Mm. But the, the problem you have is like tomorrow, if you turn around to Thomas and say run 6S, it's not going to be a big deal. But for someone else, that could be a big deal getting a whole of a battery. So my issue is not so much for us, but for other people. What I would have liked to have seen them done is turn around and say, uh, we're going to be lifting the, the, the battery cell count uh, that you can use, you know what I mean, over the course of, say, six months. Say in six months' time, you can go to 6S, 7S, whatever it may be. That way, after about six months, your batteries are pretty much on their way out. Your gear's had a fair bit of usage, so you know you're going to be upgrading stuff. So you might then work towards building um, rigs that can actually go to the higher um, um, cell count. And that, to me, makes a lot more sense than turning around and saying overnight, uh, you can just lift this restriction, no more for us, you can use whatever you want, and then expect a whole lot of people who aren't really sponsored, who don't have those resources, or don't have a mum and dad that can, you know, uh, funnel money into them, you know what I mean? That, that's a really good point, actually. I, I bought a Tattoo R-Line 6S battery, and it cost £45. Mental, which, isn't it? Which is double the price of a 4S. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I had to do the same thing for the spec race. When we were in the in the US, because Thomas decided he wanted to do the spec race, I can't remember how many batteries I bought. I bought like about five of them or something like that. And I spent like 250 bucks US on batteries, you know what I mean? Just wow. just for five packs. And we're sponsored by another manufacturer just to use those packs. So you can imagine someone else, if they've got to buy 30 packs, um, it's going to cost a lot of money, you know what I mean? I'd like to still... I mean, it is still like like Snake said, it is still a relatively cheap sport. But having said that, um, well, I think they can still do things smart. It's not just batteries you got to update. You you know, most, yeah. I was going to say, I think going to take it. People, the issue is people are assuming that our hardware, because it's like it's got 6S written on the packaging, oh, it must be fine. The reality is, it is not going to be anywhere near as reliable on no. 6S or even 5S. Particularly motors, like the amount of I've never seen someone like people rave about how well fly, how well five S flies for freestyle, but no one's flying it. I go out flying with people, nobody is flying it. And mm -hmm. anytime I do see somebody flying it, they just fry motors left, right, and center. So yeah, it's like oh, I, look, I, I it's, have to it's like I, I don't think the hardware's there. I don't think it's there. It's not. It's exactly where hardware was when we're in that transition between three and four S like, yes, it works most of the time, but not all of the time. And some and gear blows you up. Want. You want it to be so. bulletproof reliable. And I think that what you're saying, Paul, about the, the cost thing is like, I mean, one of the reasons why they, they put um, caps on how much people can spend in motor racing is because if you don't put a cap on it, it's not about how much people spend. It's about the fact that, those with more money will spend more money and it will widen the gap even further between the ones that have got the resources and the ones that don't. No. And that's going to be the problem is like if they turn around and say, okay, everyone can fly 6S now, the people with cash are going to just go out and blow two, $3,000 on replacing every single piece of hardware in every quad they have. They're going to go and buy 40 new packs. They're going to buy new charges. They're going to buy whatever they, whatever they need. Whereas yeah. someone else might just go, oh, well, I guess my equipment's probably going to be fine. I'll go and buy five packs and, you know, I'll be done with it. And then they'll come to a race meet. They'll blow an ESC or a motor, you know, 
they'll have to start charging packs after their fifth one, and they'll just be nowhere. So I just yeah, I don't I don't see the advantage of it. I mean, and like the nail in the coffin for the argument of more more cells is every single time I post a video that's just me flying around, I get like I posted one yesterday, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find the comment. Where is it? Guys, I got to go. No, why, why is this sped up? Or oh, as yeah. another comment, is yeah, this 5S? No, it's not 5S. It's low pitch props on a 4-inch, you know, 4S quad that's heavy. <laughs> like, there's nothing remarkable about it in terms of, yeah. like, it's hardware on paper. It's just being flown to its limits. Like, okay, you see most of the people that are making arguments for high power equipment can't actually fly their low power equipment to its limit anyway. So why are you even bothering? Yeah, I agree. I don't I'm not gonna bother this year. I'm just gonna stay for us and he watch, says that watch, he's got watch, an Amazon Amazon account. Whatever. Watch what happens. Yeah, yeah, Tony. Uh guys, I'm really sorry. I've got to go. I'm doing the eighties night on the Thursday night show. Um again. Yep. Again. So if you guys want to jump over and check me check me out there. Do you want to wrap up, or are you guys going to keep going? Don't forget, uh, you will make him very angry. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's, he's just on a TV screen miles away from me. So he's literally me... going to grot me with an XLR cable. Let's make him angry. No. Um, I feel like I barely spoke to you, Snake. I'm sorry. That's all right. These, these things always go. go. I can come on again. Yeah, Please. Well, come back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I need great. to catch up with you. I miss you, Paul, as well. I've forgotten that you know your son now keeps you in some sort of dungeon. Yes, yes. <laughs> which you and makes you work for him. He's not listening to this, it is he? To be worse no, he's whatever he's doing. Yeah, I know, man. He literally poops gold. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is he? What is he doing right now, Paul? He should be out like doing push-ups or something, some sort of he's training. Getting ready to go bowling with his mates. He's going to do tempting bowling because he can't. Um, he's got a pre-bowl because he's, he's still doing a bowling league, and every Saturdays he's got something on, and he doesn't actually bowl. So he's in a bowling league where he doesn't actually bowl. He goes and either bowls on his own or bowls with a couple of mates beforehand. So it's I'm not sure what the point of that is, but anyway. Have you insured his thumbs? And yeah, I was going to say, watch his fingers and thumbs in there. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. Gosh, he's, he's crazy. It's going to have to get insurance. You know, like people get insured for their asses from their hands. Yeah. Hands. He's going <laughs> to have to get insurance on his hands, isn't he? Is he a hand <laughs> model? No, he flies FPV. That's exactly right. You just, <laughs> you know. Oh, well. Right, guys, I've honestly, I've got to go. Shall we All wrap right, it up wrap there? It up, then. Yeah, I got to go soon anyway. So, um, but definitely happy to come on again at some point in the future. Yeah, yeah I want to know T Motors, you traitoring on the Mr. Steve Motors. Oh, okay. I still haven't sent me my new motors yet. They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got new T Motors here. Where are they? F I got the F60s the other day. T Motor sent me. So, so That's what that, that video yesterday. Stop talking. Before we go, uh, just a couple of quick-fire questions I've got to ask you. 4x3 uh, sure. or 16x9? He's got videos on it. 4x3. Uh, 4x3. Four by three. Four by three. And uh, batch, favourite battery at the minute? Uh, my favourite battery is my Thunder Power Packs. 
Thunder Power. I am also the adrenaline. Sugar Rush or Adrenaline? The Adrenalines. I don't... The, are the, are the Sugar Rush are like a bigger capacity or something, I think. Is it? I don't know. Brilliant. And uh, last but not least, I just have to quickly mention anyone uh, that got the Sky Zone goggles, the Sky O3s, the new ones. I did a video on how to mod these so that they would fit a Western nose. Sky Zone have been in contact with me and they are actually recalling all of these and they're going to uh, take the guts out and put them into a new shell, which apparently will fit everyone's faces. Hurrah. So well um, done, that's MJ. <laughs> did you call them racist? <laughs> of course not. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Someone has to do that. There you go, editor. Earn your keep. <laughs> Thank you. Been... Is that it? I think no. I think we're there. Thank you, Andy yeah. RC, Snake, uh, Paul, uh, Tony, uh, our editor behind uh, behind Jack. Let's have a wave. And Jack, you can finish. You can have the last word. No, it's fine. I was really impressed. Thank you for. I can't believe how much you're doing nowadays you're asking questions you're talking <laughs> i feel redundant i sat i was sat with my hands in my pocket being like yep kiss is great kiss Fire. is great we yeah. need you though jack to talk Fire. about nipples every so often oh god i know App apple are screwing us man it's the worst since job snuffed it right thank you for listening to let's drone out tune in next week um thank you all our patreons and subscribers Yep. Thumbs up, click the like or dislike button, click the dislike button if you think the earth is flat, click the like button if you think the earth <laughs> is a globe, or if you think it's potato shape, type in the comments, <laughs> it is potato shaped and it will make Snake laugh. Thank you and good night. Peace. Cheers, guys. guys. Bye. Yeah. Telemetry lost.